welcome everybody to another episode of NFL East. Make sure to follow us on Podbeam, NFL East. Follow us, NFL East, on our Facebook group fan page. We're live on Face Group, Hi, Face Group, Facebook group. What's, What's up? up? <clears throat> um, YouTube, you can follow us at NFL East. We're also live on YouTube. What's up, YouTube? Um, follow the show at on Twitter at East NFL. There you go. What's up, fellas? How y'all doing? What's good, up? Good. What's up? Cool, cool. I want to um, start things off really quick just by saying, "Go Big Blue, baby! Go Big Blue!" No, no, not number the one pick in the draft. <laughs> not the Giants. Not the Giants. The University of Kentucky football, baby. Woo, Broke woo, the cat. top ten. Broke the top ten. Let's go, Wildcats. Deservingly so. That that that. I was telling one of my coworkers at work. Hopefully, we don't fucking struggle this time. Because has anyone realized that every time we get in the top ten, we start playing like dog shit? Yeah, yeah. I totally I, agree. I've noticed. And we have some um some games that could easily. They could be looking past, you know, looking forward uh, to the harder uh, games. And they don't need to do that. Take one game at a time and just keep moving forward. And, Brandon, we need to get tickets to that Georgia game, baby, because this is yeah. this is starting to look good, man. Well, yeah, anyway. I, I keep on looking, but all of them are like $700 to $1,000. And I'm like, <laughs> Kentucky is a football right. school. Right, Kentucky's exactly. a football school now. Yeah, exactly. Um, just a reminder, we are, we are live right now on our Facebook group, and we're um, live on YouTube. And you guys can be a part of the show. Just come on, throw some comments in. We'll work them in the show if we can. Um, but but yeah, just uh, throw comments. If you like what we're saying, um, applaud. If you don't like what we're saying, you know, you could cuss NFL boy Brandon out. That's okay. We don't care. He's a cuss Patriots me fan. Out. Why? He's a Patriots fan. We don't give right. a shit. He's got so. it coming. <laughs> what? There you go. There you go. But anyways, I think uh, what we're going to do tonight, fellas, I think we got a good show put together. Um, we're going to do a little bit of news from the East, and then we're going to take a look at week two games, and we're going to um, look at the games of the week. We're going to run through all of the games. Um and just give our predictions, things we're looking for, um, and just kind of go from there. Does that sound good to y'all? Yeah. First, first thing I wanted to do was give Brandon a chance. He was not on here um, to to uh, on Tuesday when, when when me and Rich got on and did our takeaways from Week One. Uh, but Brandon, I know you watched Tuesday's podcast. Was there anything yeah. you think you think me and Rich missed? Um, on any of those games from week one that you wanted to make sure you were able to vent about? Uh, well, um, I took down notes for both New England and Washington, and you guys pretty much hit the nail on the head when New England, New England's offense looked terrible. Brings up the question, we really need to start looking for an actual offensive coordinator and try to, instead <laughs> of trying to use two defensive coordinators, to use them as offensive coordinators. Uh, yeah, that did not work out, uh, or look good at all. Our defense looked okay, but our secondary is ass. Honestly, our secondary is ass. How the hell do you let Jalen Waddle catch the ball with, with 20 some seconds left before halftime and running in for a 47 yard touchdown? 
Our secondary needs help. Badly. Did you see that? That was a sweet ass throw by Tua, man. He like well, yeah, just, I get that, Dad. But it's right, twenty seconds defenders. left before halftime. How does that happen? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, there's a great play by Tua. Yeah, yeah. great, yeah. great that, throw that by Tua, yeah. and uh, Waddle did exactly what he's supposed to do after he gets the ball in his hand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah but it that still speed. doesn't make it look better on our second. It was um, the the def- the defense was blown up that play. It yeah. did get blown up. That it um, got blown and, up. I mean, come on, it got blown our, our up a damn, couple different times. <laughs> I mean, come on, Dad. Uh, but two of our defensive players ran into each other. How the fuck does that happen? Instead of yeah. tackling Tua, I mean, instead of tackling Waddle, they tackled each other. Right, exactly. but anyways, uh, so I agree with everything you guys said about New England, but on Washington, I did like what I seen from Carson Wentz, um, and I did like what I seen from the Washington Commanders defense, but they were playing shitty ass Jacksonville, so I feel like their true test is going to come this week against Detroit, and I think they're going to lose. So, right, okay, That's pretty right, much cool. all I got. Yep, and we will we will get into that. Um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, now that we you know gave Brandon his chance to vent, yeah. I, I will say that uh, offensive coordinators are overrated. <laughs> <laughs> Until you see uh, how bad New England's playing this year, yeah, uh, we have and one. Really- uh, doesn't seem just- to work. Doesn't seem to be any better. <laughs> He just calls the same game every week, Rich. It's the same game every same week. Game every week. Year after year. Year yeah. after year after year. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, get this show started with news from the East. All right, fellas. News from the East. The first thing I wanted to do real quick was take a look at week two power rankings. There was, um, we're going to take a look at CBS Sports power rankings there week two and just kind of take a look at how it's a little bit different. <laughs> it's a little bit different after after that week one. And um, to me, the biggest difference was I was on here. I told you all that I thought the Cowboys were ranked way too high at 15. Um, now they're down where I think they should have been to start and they're down in the twenties, <laughs> maybe not 24 rich. I'm just kidding. Right. Not, I mean, but, that, uh, but, they, no but they're down to 24 now. That's the, my biggest takeaway from this. Um, what do you guys think? I think with, uh, as long as with it, with the healthy Dak Prescott, we're definitely in the top 20, right? I mean, yeah, I would, I would, I was yeah. just kidding at, at, um, 24. 24. Yes. I would have yeah. preferred to see you week one, the Dallas Cowboys at like 20. You know, right. I just thought 15 was too high. Yeah, uh, 24 sounds about right without Dak Prescott. We, they have to earn their way up a little higher, but I don't have a problem with them being at 24. So I do uh, have a problem with the Eagles. <laughs> Guys, yeah. while we're talking about the Cowboys real quick, I got to bring something up. I got to throw this out here real quick before it leaves my mind that my mom just showed me. She just showed me an article that says the Dallas Cowboys might be calling Big Ben right now to consider him bringing him out of retirement. I did yeah. ask. Ju- Mom yeah. just showed me that. Oh, yeah, him and Colin Kaepernick. Are, are, what about Tony Romo? What's he doing? <laughs> Tony Romo's making bankrolls right yeah, now. Yeah, he's not coming back to the Cowboys. <laughs> um, okay, so you you did say that you have a problem with the Eagles. Do you, do you want to um, talk about that? 
Right, right. Uh, they struggle. Number they four. Did. Number four. Eagles. Yeah, uh, that's that's way too high for the Eagles. Uh, they struggled against Detroit. Uh, I really had Detroit pick to win that game, which they did not. Uh, <clears throat> Eagles didn't. You know, they they look better than average. They certainly don't look like number four. <laughs> Right. Well, yeah, uh, offensively, I, or, they did not struggle at all. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. did they? I mean, uh, no touchdown passes for Jalen Hurts in a, in a game they scored 35 points in. You right. know, um, he did have a running touch, rushing touchdown. We talked about that the other day. But right. Um, yeah, he's still struggling to make uh, to uh, to make NFL high quality passes. I think uh, still still only a 55 percent percentage. That's not a. It's not exactly. Okay, so look up. at the teams directly below below them. Where would you put the Eagles then? Where I would, would definitely. I definitely put them below the Dolphins. Uh, okay. Who I think had a great showing. Uh, okay. So uh, would you be moving the Dolphins up or the Eagles all the way down to what thirteen? Uh, I would. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you could swap them. I think you could swap swap the Eagles. Okay. And, all right. Uh, the Eagles sort of had everything kind of open up for him with the. Uh, Dak Prescott getting hurt. It looks right. like they're going to walk in for the uh, NF- NFC East title, possibly. At least put some uh, put them on there to the spotlight and see how they do. So, okay. but they haven't proven to me that they're uh, that that they're even legit. So, right, right. Yeah, I, okay. I don't agree with the Eagles being at four either. So, okay. All right. So, wait. Uh, was there anything else? Um, let's see. That's yeah. That's. I think that Pats are a little bit low too. Twenty-two. I don't know. They stay and they stayed strong at twenty-two, even though they right. lost. They didn't move because in week yeah. one they also had them ranked at twenty-two. So I'm yeah. comfortable with well, that. Um, yeah. The biggest thing for me is the New York Giants right there at twenty-three. I don't know how the New York Giants is at twenty-three, especially after coming off. You just played the best runner, best running back in the entire NFL, and you stopped him to 58 yards on the ground. I, I don't know. I, I think they should be a little bit higher than what they are. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I would be comfortable if you would move the New York Giants up to 20 and just scoot the other three down one notch, the three losing teams right there. And just put them right below the, you know, the winning teams because Washington at seventeen, the Browns, the Steelers all won. So have the Giants, you know, at twenty-one, and I would be yeah. comfortable with that. Um, so. Yeah, it's interesting. The uh, the Washington uh, Commanders and the Giants both had to come back and win those games there at the at the end. Uh, they they trailed a good portion of it, but the Giants is probably the only team on this list here that um, actually beat a team that's probably better than them. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And not only did they beat a team that was better than them, and we're going to get into this um, here in just a few, they beat a team that has in, I think at least a couple, maybe all three of our opinions, the best running back in the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> they held, they held um, them. They stopped the run. So the defense played good. And not only that, let's say Quan Barkley go off. If he could stay healthy, and keep going off, they will. They will have no other choice but to not disrespect the the New York Giants. They will be moving up yeah. this list quickly um, well, if he stays healthy and if the defense stays strong. So yeah, yeah, I think that so. Are, are really, we, surprisingly so. Yeah, yeah. Right. Dad, are we allowed to talk about teams outside of the East on here? 
you could talk about whatever you want. If there's something that really grabs you that, that you confuses you. Yeah, go ahead. Why? What's up? Uh, New Orleans should not be at six. I'm sorry, but they shouldn't. I, you know, New Orleans only beat Atlanta by one point. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's Atlanta. Yeah, they had to come back them at 32 and you have New Orleans at six. There's no way New Orleans should even be in the top 10. Okay. All right. Well, I, um, they might earn that sixth spot this week if they continue the trend of last year. By they swept the Bucks last year, and they if they punch Tom Brady in the mouth again and um, and beat them this weekend, then then I think they're rightfully. So well, yeah, if they beat right. the Bucks, then I think okay. they should be so we'll in the see. top ten, but we'll not see. not for a performance over Atlanta. Right. For some reason, New Orleans has uh, Tom Brady's number. They have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers number. They just yeah. really do. Uh, yeah, they just they they really they really do. Um, I believe it's that defense. I believe it's that that Saints defense um, just plays really strong. <laughs> you know, they just play really strong. They're a good defense anyway, but they play really strong against the Bucks. It's like they have a grudge against Tom Brady, and and they want to show out. You know what I'm saying? And stop the goat. So uh, yeah, and they do yeah. it. They and they do have it. success doing it for sure. That uh... exactly. All right, cool, cool. Well, we got a whole lot more in um, news from the East. Let's go ahead and just get a couple injury the injury updates. Let's start with the Pats. It sounds like Mac Jones is going to be okay. Is it? Is that what everybody? Is that what you found out? Well, that? that's what I've been heard. There's a the thing hearing. about that. Um, so yesterday he came out to practice, right? And he practiced fully. We took him off the injury list, and then today he set out practice with a uh, what they're calling what they're calling an upset stomach. Okay. So then he was quite. Then now he's put back on the questionable list. Okay. For All Sunday. Right. So. so he has back problems because he doesn't want to talk to the media, and he has stomach problems because he doesn't want to practice. Got it. Yeah. Got it. You know, I'm just, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I really, I, I respect Mac Jones. I, I like him. I'm totally playing, but um, okay. Well, that sucks. I mean, yeah, that sucks. Hopefully it's nothing serious and hopefully he's going to play because a lot like the Dallas Cowboys, in my opinion, New England does not have a good backup quarterback. So you, it's your best chance backup quarterback there. Uh, we have Bailey Zappi and then uh Brian Hoyer, but I think Brian Hoyer, Hoyer is their second, right now. yeah, yeah, which is pretty bad, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, do you have a have you heard any updates on running back uh Ty Montgomery? I know he hurt his uh, no, he hurt his ankle and was placed on IR. Is that correct? Yeah, they're saying that he could be out for four weeks, but it sounds like it might be a little bit longer. But I did right. see an article saying that with him out, we need Damian Harrison or Mott Stevenson to both step up these right, next exactly. couple of weeks. I, re- I so. did, I did read today that he was placed on IR, so he will be yeah. out at least four games, at yeah, least four games, yeah, um, yeah. And yes, definitely, you do need your other running backs to step up because uh, Montgomery played a pretty big part in that Dolphins game. You know what I'm saying? I mean, especially yeah. coming out of that backfield. So um, there is some good news for the Pats, even though I don't like to look at any any injuries as good news. But uh, T.J. Watt, of course, was hurt. We we heard all of that, but today they announced they put him on IR. So not only is he not going to be there for the Patriots game, for the Steelers, um, defensive player of the year, the dude is a beast. Um, I'm not going to lie. 
Miami plays Pittsburgh later on. And I, you know, if he's not playing in that game, I, I'd be happy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because the dude is a beast, man. The dude yeah. is a beast and he's going to yeah. give whatever quarterback he comes up against a hard time. So, yeah, he was having um, such a great game against uh, Cincinnati too. Right. Exactly. Like he, was, yeah. he was just dominating that line. So. Yeah. And so it, it's uh, the Pats kind of have lucked out a little bit this week and not having to go up against the, defensive player of the year so that's that's good anything else from the pats that's kind of what i've taken away so well yeah circling back around to that tj watt injury i mean i you know i look at it like you dad i i don't look at injury as a good thing but i'm definitely looking at it as a good thing this week especially coming off a shitty performance by our offensive line against you guys so right it's kind of a plus so i agree i agree So that's good. But um, all right. So the only the other thing I wanted to talk about the Dolphins of the Dolphin, the Dolphins offensive line problems, um, kind of just give an update on the health of right tackle Austin Jackson and left tackle Tyron Armstead. Um, there was a quote. Coach Dan McDaniel said, Arm uh, Armstead has played through injuries in his career. That's not a good sign. Why are you talking about that he's played through injuries? Uh, but okay. And then uh, Jackson, like right? Exactly. It's he's definitely injured. Still ha- won't announce if he's going to play or not this week. Uh, Jackson's ankle injury has improved, though uncertain if it's improved enough to play to play yet. So that's that's not good. That's that's um, not only their their starting right tackle who um, who were, had hopes for this year that was going to improve, but it's their you know their Pro Bowl left tackle that they just signed to a huge contract. Um, yeah, that's that would be kind of scary. Uh, they did sign veteran offensive tackle Brandon Shell to the to the practice squad. They're probably going to run him through the practice squad, get him in shape real quick and move him up for depth. Um, their depth is not good on the offensive line. They do have uh, a couple of, a couple of guys. You just, you, you just, yeah, it's, it's not good. It's not good at all because I think after Greg little, which is their swing tackle, you just don't have you you have to remember the dolphins had the worst offensive line last year all year the worst offensive line every week they were ranked at the bottom in the offensive line play overall offensive line play and if you if you if armstead starts missing games we're kind of back to the group that we had last year you know what i'm saying Out, outside of the center and Connor Williams, but yeah, it's not good. Not good. I, there's no more information on it though. They haven't said, hopefully those guys will, will be able to play on Sunday. So yeah, that's, that's, yeah, if they can pull it, pull it off. They will play because offensive linemen are just, there's not a ton of them. Uh, You're going to need everyone you can get. So it's good to see, good to see a lot of other teams besides Dallas have trouble with their offensive line. Right. uh, This year. Cause uh, and Connor Williams, highest rated offensive lineman. There you go. Yeah. Is that yeah. right? 
uh, saw, as, but the highest rated center, wasn't it? Highest rated rated center. He was, yeah. yeah. Um, good for him. Yeah. Which he did good. Him, him and Armstead shut down that left side. You know, that, yeah. that whole left side, Eichenberg, Armstead, and Williams, they shut down the left side. All of the trouble that that Tua had um, from New England in this game all came from that right side. Right. Yeah, that sounds like a good transition for, for uh, Connor Williams. Good use of good use of yeah, the the very first um the very first play of the game he had a kind of a high snap kind of wobbly weird snap luckily Tua was able to get it under control and it was fine other than that um everything else was fine you know he yep. the rest of the game he played he played pretty good so so that's it out of the Dolphins the Dolphins offensive line problem. I, I don't have no idea. I know that it, I think that it can't get any worse than last year, <laughs> but yeah, with these injuries, that. man, don't, you know, don't, don't, right. don't think so fast. You know, I mean, sure. it, oh, it, it could definitely be a, a war of attrition uh, as the season progresses. The team with the, whose offensive line holds up the most is going to probably have the most success towards the end of the year. Right, and I, and I can handle some bad offensive line play right now because they haven't had a lot of time to to gel yet. But the injuries is what scares me. It's it's you know can they play? Can they get out there and and play? There was some news that came out of the Jets camp. Um, it was announced that Joe Flacco will start week two. <laughs> Coach Sala said, uh, "Quote: I think Joe Flacco will be a lot better." versus the Browns in week two. My question is, Coach Sala, why? Why do you think this? What did he do in week one to make you think he's going to have a better game in week two? Yeah, I, I mean, can't I can't believe Flacco threw for fifty over fifty attempts uh right. against the Jack or against the uh Baltimore Ravens. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean yeah you're not going to the Browns have a pretty damn good defense. I mean, it's not like you're going to have. Why do you think that, Coach? Why? Why would you even make that comment? Why? Where is? I don't understand all this love. I guess the coach is like, we don't have anybody else, so let's, you know, let's let's try to hype them up or whatever. And they've been doing it in, since, you know, since uh, their starter got hurt. So I just don't see it. I, I don't understand why. Uh, like I said in the Tuesday's podcast, there was chance for White uh, to to come out. You know, they wanted to switch a quarterback. They wanted Flacco out of there. The the fans did, and I, Jets fans have to be fed up. You know, with just the terrible quarterback play year after year, and it's so. Yeah, I can see that uh, they should draft a good quarterback. <laughs> right, but, uh, right, but uh, their the defense for the Jets is very impressive. Well, that, that that was my next point. Good news yeah. for the Jets. They were ranked fifth in the whole league of total defense for week one. I ranked can see it. That's pretty damn good. They were ranked third in rushing defense. So, you know, I mean, that's yeah. that's that's pretty damn yeah, they good. Really, they really handled uh, Baltimore there, which is – And Baltimore has a very good running game. Yeah, and a good running quarterback. And, they, and they a good stif- running quarterback. They stifled them until late in the game. So, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Jets was Jets were way low on the uh, power rankings, but I can see you moving up. Right. You know, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think they will be worth. Brandon, you got anything on the Jets or you want to move on? 
Nah. All right, cool. I don't blame you. I, I've never met a New England Patriots fan that wanted to talk about the Jets. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame you, brother. Let's talk about the Eagles for a minute. There was um, there was a quote by the defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. So basically what I want to know is, yes, the high-powered offense looked really good. But what about that defense? 35 points to the Lions? Really? I mean, 35 points, and, and this was yeah, – Do we have the high-powered high uh, Lions offense? <laughs> right. Well, that, that's my question. I mean, the, the question I stated, let's start with the quote from defensive coordinator Jonathan Gannon said, I thought we did some good things, but 35 points is not good enough. Overall happy with the win that we won the game, but that is not the standard we need. We need to improve quick, and we will. Is that a res- here's my question, and this is what you were talking about, Rich. Is that a result of crappy defensive play, or is it the result that the Lions are going to have a high-powered offense this year, or maybe a little bit of both? Who knows? Wait, what do you guys think? Um, well, with the Lions quarterback, uh, what's his name? Um, Golf. Uh, yeah, Jared Goff. Uh, they can be an acceptable offense. I don't know if they're going to be high-powered offense. They still need some stars there. Um, they do have Swift. So yeah, yeah, their running game is going to be good, and uh, so what's going to be interesting to me is to watch uh, Washington play Detroit next, and we'll right. talk about that later, I guess, in the projections. But yeah. um, to see how uh, the comparison between how the Eagles played Detroit as opposed to how Washington's going to play them, um, right. the Eagles for all their high-powered offense, they scored twenty-eight points in the second quarter. Right, twenty-eight of those points came in one quarter, so. Um, yeah, they, you got to give them to them. They got the win 35 points seems pretty good, but still not buying them. Exactly. They may not buy their defense. So, well, the only thing I got to say is, is, uh, I, I think this results back to what we were saying, kind of like towards the very first podcast of when we started this podcast. Um, I think we all said that we was kind of high on, the Lions this year, and I think that just went and proved it that they can standard their own ground, you know, with a pretty decent team because we well, I don't know about Rich, but me and you, Dad, coming into the season, we were we are very high on the Eagles. And yes. the Lions proved a lot to me with standing in there like that to the Eagle uh, to the Eagles that I feel like has a solid team all the way around the board. And right. for them to stand in there and only lose by like three or four points, I think that's that's pretty good. Yeah, so. and 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 I, I'm a little <clears throat> bit different than you, Rich. Right now, I'm I'm still high on that Eagles offense. I'm high, I'm high on it. Um, I think it's awesome. I think it's only going to get better throughout the year. But this has me a little bit worried about their defense now. You know what I'm saying? Because and I and I got to see the Lions like you like we're going to talk about their next game. I need, I need to see the Lions play a couple games because yeah, are yeah. the Lions are the Lions going to start throwing up some forty <laughs> burgers? Because last year they lost a lot of very close games, and so yeah. if they're throwing up forty burgers, they're going to win some of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're going to come out with a decent record. Could it be yeah. that you're that the Detroit Lions are? are mediocre or, or above this year? They are a, a competitive team. I think wow. you're going to have to game plan for them, and you're going to have to play good to beat there them. You go. There you go. Yeah. Good All for right. them. They deserve it. They've, they've, yeah. uh, 
Yeah, Dan Campbell has done, you know, I feel like Dan Campbell is the Detroit of Mark Scoots of UK. Like, I feel like Dan Campbell has done nothing but changed our organization since becoming the Detroit Lions head coach. And I feel like it's only trending up also. So, yeah, right. Former Cowboy legend, Dan Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> he was a player and a coach for us. So. He was the Miami Dolphins tight ends coach. Yeah, he was tight ends coach, and he was, uh, I think it was a, a, a defense assistant. coach for the Cowboys, maybe. Oh, really? He was <laughs> an assistant head coach uh, at um, the Dolphins also in Miami. So. Yeah. There you go. Okay, yeah, so. Future good guy. Yeah, exactly. He's a really good guy. So, all right. So, I got a question for you all concerning the Giants. Um, yes, you all have to agree that Saquon Barkley looked very good week one. But what about Daniel Jones? He went 17 for 21, 188 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, one fumble, very Daniel Daniel Jones, five sacks. He's been, he was sacked five times, but he had a QBR at 115.87. Yeah, I have to so, question how the, the methodology for QBRs. Right, exactly. Right. exactly. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, I mean, come on, come on, y'all. He threw an interception, he fumbled the ball, and was sacked five times, which means you know he didn't have very right. much. And less than less than two hundred yards. Um, but 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 here's my question. Here, this is what I'm thinking. Okay, you you know me. I've been calling it since preseason. Let's imagine a season where Saquon Barkley wins the rushing title. He doesn't get hurt this year. He he has my bold prediction of over a thousand yards this season. He's the top rusher, the top running back this year. What about the Tennessee Titans? They have a great running back and a mediocre quarterback, and they won more more games of any team in the AFC last year. So if Daniel if Daniel Jones does this kind of this kind of play and cannot just not lose the game for them. Can Saquon Barkley actually carry this Giants team to to maybe even win the East? What? Well, that, win the that, East? That I – okay, real quick, one thing about Daniel Jones. I, I get that he fumbled the ball once. The right. five sats is on his offensive line. That's absolutely terrible. I, total, I totally it, agree. That's but terrible. on top of that – I watched a little bit of those highlights. Daniel Jones looked good to me in those highlights. Daniel Jones looked, looked improved to me. He was 17 think, for 21. Yeah, so. exactly. And I feel like if he keeps on playing like that, he could get a contract from okay. New York at the end of the season. Okay. Okay. I don't think they're going to give him a contract. I do think they'll move on. But I do think uh, uh, playing within his abilities is good enough. I mean, I think that yeah. uh, th- it might be enough to win the NFC East, providing uh, Barkley has, you know. I mean, if Saquon Barkley well, that, That's what I'm healthy. thinking. Yeah. That's what, that's what I'm thinking. Can Saquon yeah. Barkley carry it? Because, yes, yeah. the Tennessee Titans had the best record in the AFC last year. Does anybody alive think that was because of Ryan Tannehill? No, it was because of King Henry. Before King yeah. Henry got hurt, he was he was balls out. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. th- and this guy carried him to that great record. Yes, he got hurt, um, and it, their record just happened to be good enough that they could still hold that. You know, and then they, of course, got destroyed in the playoffs. But 
that that's what I'm I'm just comparing. I know Daniel Jones is not this top 10 quarterback, and I know he's not gonna be anytime soon. He could develop into something. I, I think never more than kind of that mid-range. He could be can a he Jimmy play G as good as Ryan Tannehill? Can he play as good as Ryan Tannehill? Well, Maybe. right now, right now, yeah. if we're and right if he now, does if with a with a crazy Saquon Barkley, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And with Dallas kind of falling apart right now, and if they can get some, you know, if the Giants well, can get some wins under their belt, and yeah, I mean, yeah, we play Giants in two weeks, well, so uh, yeah, they could pick up a, a win against Dallas yeah. with Dak out. Uh, yeah, nine if or ten games want, might get him in the playoffs. I think that's a great challenge because, yes, the Dallas Cowboys, and we're talking about them next. Actually, right now, Rich, I'm wanting to give you – I'm wanting you to give an injury update on Dak, Gallup, um, Curse, all of those guys. But um, that will be a good test for me, I think, here in a couple of weeks. Because yeah. Dallas – yes, their offense is kind of falling apart, but Dallas has – Dallas, I believe, by far has the best – defense in the nfc east by far so can they shut down can they stop saquon barkley can they can they disrupt daniel jones can they get in his face make him make because we all know daniel jones can make some stupid mistakes you know what i'm saying yeah we'll we'll find that out here in here well real real quick real quick before we get on to the cowboys um i single-handedly alone think that if Saquon Barkley can stay healthy, he can single animally alone carry this team to the playoffs. Yeah. With um, mediocre, you yes. can't have a quarterback that goes out there and loses the game. Yeah, yeah. You. yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so on top of that, real quick, real quick, I do think Daniel Jones is already on the level of Ryan Tannehill. Uh, they're hey, both mediocre quarterbacks. And I fit and I feel like they're already on the same level. That's a hot take right there, baby. Yeah. I mean it, it, they're close. They're not that far apart, but I, I still put Tannehill a little bit better. A little I mean, bit above. Yeah, I would too. I would too yeah. right now, but I think Daniel Jones can do it. Yeah, and Daniel Jones can maybe do it with the when you got a when you got a running back running 200, 250 yards a game, that kind of makes it easy, a little bit easier sure. on you. It takes For him, pressure off you as a it takes a huge he, yeah, he doesn't have to yeah. throw, you know, right 30, 30, 40 times a game. If that's the case, because their their receiver core isn't, isn't really stellar either right um, it's not yeah, bad yeah. though it's not it's it's not bad the giants receiving core is is decent you know what i'm saying they, so. it's 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 a little shaky there but it's the my opinion right. but but do enough just do enough to win games and uh, uh, the, the nfc's east is wide open so if you're gonna do it do it now uh so let's finish up news from the east with the cowboys rich um what do you what do you got to say about yeah. what's going on over there. Uh, yeah, so Dallas did not put anybody on injured reserve this week. Um, obviously, they're going to keep Dak available, so they're not going to put him on IR. Um, so they must they must feel good about Connor McGovern's high ankle sprain. If uh, they think they might have him back within four weeks, so they didn't bother. Yeah, that, him. That's surprising. Yeah. yeah, now they may change that because they do have to bring players up off the practice squad squad for the weekend. Uh, so they may end up doing that. Um, uh, Javon Curse, uh, they didn't put him on IR either, although he's got a, a, a sprained knee. I, I really don't see look, look for him to come back real soon. But uh, Michael Gallup's in pads. I don't think he's going to play this week, but he's in he's in practice pads. So okay, could be next week. So that could be good. And 
still waiting on uh, uh, Peters um, uh, to get elevated up to the first team as well. So right. they're not saying anything on that. So it might be a surprise on Sunday, but probably another week for him. Okay. So, so hanging on by a thread, but. And then what about curse? Um, did did yeah. any more news come out? Yeah. Uh, Javon curse. Yeah. yeah. Is that not who I said? I'm going to, I'm going to misspoke there. Yeah. Uh, he's with, he's got the sprang knee. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. He's, uh, they did not put him on IR. So maybe they can get him back in three to four weeks. Oh, but, okay. You yeah. did say that. That's yeah. Cool. Uh, so, um, what, what's going on? The, the only other thing I heard outside of kind of, um, especially that offense, uh, Cowboys offense just kind of falling apart. It's, I, I really hate to see, like, I hated it last year when Baltimore just got riddled with injury. You know what I'm saying? Because they, they were a good team last year. Absolutely. They were, a, they were a good team last year. And if anybody alive thinks they wouldn't have made the playoffs, if they would stay healthy, then you're a dumbass. But and the Cowboys are kind of like that. And I really hope that they can overcome these injuries um, early in the season. But uh, the only other thing that I came across um, with the Cowboys was Micah Parsons. Uh, what was going on there? He was supposed to appear on Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless show. And it, what what happened with that, Rich? Right. So actually, is this has uh, been planned a couple of weeks ago. Um, I don't know if you noticed all these sports shows are having regular NFL players that are actually playing do weekly spots on their show. Um, I know Aaron Rodgers did one last year with uh, uh, other people, but um, anyway, uh, yeah. Um, Skip Bayless had an agreement with Micah Parsons to do a weekly show on Tuesdays. They, right. they set up cameras in his home. Um, I don't know how everybody feels about Skip Bayless, but he's kind of a, piece of shit i guess when we say I, that I, I, I think skip bayless to me is okay i love shannon sharp i don't hate shannon sharp he's a great player I, too by the way well that's the reason why i like shannon sharp because i like shannon sharp the player i'm uh, i'm old enough to remember shannon sharp shannon yeah, he, sharp was a bad man he's a great, so. great player i don't i don't hate that guy but skip bayless is a hack total hack uh he puts himself out as a the biggest cowboys fan but he's really not he's just he's running a game a racket i guess um, but anyway, so people, a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans didn't like the idea of Micah Parsons going on to, to get Bayless's show once a week. Um, mainly cause it's, uh, Skip Bayless has said some bad things about Dak Prescott in regards to his mental health. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, uh, I remember that. Uh, Dak Prescott's brother committed suicide last year. Um, yep. and he opened up about, you know, the mental uh, pressures that they put on that, you know, people would have to deal with mental illness where Skip Bayless came out and said that that's a sign of weakness for a quarterback to come out and say that, which I, I don't feel that way. I think if you open up about your mental health problems, that takes a lot of courage, you know, that's for you, Michael. and I, I don't do not judge anybody for having mental health issues or trying to address yeah. them. Um, especially after your brother died, yeah. that kind of thing. That, that only makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. Uh, but Skip Bayless, you know, being the hack that he is, was like, this is, you know, this is just another sign that Dak Prescott shouldn't be a quarterback of the Cowboys because he's mentally weak because uh, right, exactly. those conditions. Well, a lot of people don't like that. And there's no reason for Micah Parsons to uh, sort of legitimize Skip Bayless by doing a weekly show with him. But anyway, 
after Sunday night loss, which was doom and gloom for Cowboys fans, for sure, you lose the quarterback. Um, Micah Parsons just ghosted Skip Bayless. <laughs> right. Well, he didn't call in and say, I'm not doing the show this week. Not doing it from home. <laughs> not doing it from anywhere. He just totally ghosted him and um, left him hanging. And then later on came out, which, by the way, on the same day that he ghosted him, he tweeted out that his Madden score should be higher. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not so like he went, he went away. That. He was still on. He was active on Twitter, and he's still talking yeah. shit about uh, some other people. Um, but uh, didn't mention Scott Bayless at all. But later on, he kind of said that, hey, he was, uh, this is the time for him to be in the locker room, not on TV. Which right. well, I, good enough. Exactly what he said was, my quarterback just got hurt, I and I felt like I needed to step up to be a leader for this team. You know right. what I'm saying? It's like I, yeah. I, ain't I, I like it. Bullshit. So, it's yeah, still, it's still a little more bullshit, but uh, right. uh, we'll see if he goes on skip a show any more during the season. I just as well if he doesn't. There's no reason for him to do that. Um, right. Skip Bayless is really just. Uh, you know he's going to criticize. He's going to he's going to expect Micah to criticize Dak Prescott, criticize the Cowboys, criticize Jerry Jones, that kind of thing. Just uh, um, you know, free publicity, I guess. Right. You know, manufactured outrage about everything. Which, by the way, don't ever watch those talk shows on ESPN are a waste of your time. Right. I don't know how you guys feel about it. You're going to actually l- learn less about football by watching ESPN. <laughs> you know, you will yeah, be a dumb person because all they care about is like, you know, he said, she says stuff. Who's the best quarterback? You know, right. Is Aaron Rodgers better than Justin Herbert? It's always some, some manufactured drama. That's why they love the Cowboys. Cause there's always drama there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Even especially when you have an owner like Jerry Jones. Right. Always it, drama. Always drama. But he, the, even still, there's not enough, there's less drama there than they make it out to be. Right. Exactly. So, but but, get to well, my kid for, Standing up, yeah. Right. We'll right. see what well, that. And, and I, I like the quote that my quarterback just got hurt, and I needed to step up and be a leader. Yeah, I wonder if yeah. somebody told him that. <laughs> um, I, I'm kind of wondering. I mean, that sounds like his agent, maybe. But Mike is a good guy. I don't. I, well, I, I'm down. Good with on it. his agent because it, it it was a good quote. So, it was a good yeah. quote. It is well, before we get off of uh, news from the East Dad. I did okay, want to point out that I had two updates. Uh, the first one, I don't know if I if you've seen it or not, but uh, Washington Commanders running back uh, Brian Brian Robertson was on the bike the yesterday. Guy that got shot. The guy that got and shot, then yeah. yeah, he was on the bike yesterday, two weeks after getting shot, That's and cool. then today he just ran his first on-field drills off to the sideline. Wow. Okay. Yeah, amazing. Love it. Love That's to amazing. hear that. Yeah, yeah. amazing. I, I know we, we were raving about him. Me and yeah. me and Brandon were raving about him in the preseason. We because yeah. uh, he had a he had a couple back to back just really good preseason games. Yeah. I'm still not sure whether Gibson knew the uh, guy that carjacked him or not. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just saying. So I'm just putting that out there. So dirty. So uh, I mean, I don't know, but. Hey, Gibson's playing a little bit. He that game, yeah, you know, that yeah. game one, week one, he he played his ass off a little bit. So yeah. he might be like, you know, fighting, yeah. literally but fighting for his job. So. Yeah. He is, he is, and he's playing like he he should play like it is because that's what's going on. Yeah. And all right, and good for this guy to come back. So yeah, exactly. All right, cool. We need to switch gears. We're running out of time. We're gonna uh, switch gears to games. 
of the week. We're going to take a look at the week two schedule as far as the NFL East is concerned. All right, fellas, we have a Sunday. We have some one o'clock games. We're going to run through these one o'clock games. We got a 425 game. Your Cowboys, Rich, play at 425. And then weird, weird, weird. We have two Monday night football games. And it just so happens that a team from the East is starring in each one of those games. So there you go. We're going to run through. Let's start with the Dolphins and Ravens. I'm Dolphins and Ravens. I'm keeping an eye on the O-line, of course, and how not only the O-line, but the O-line and how that affects Tua, right? It, it does Is Tua out there running for his life like he did quite a bit last year? <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm looking for. Um, that, but also, can the defense stop the run? Can the Dolphins defense, dare I say it, can the Dolphins defense do as good as the Jets defense did last week at stopping the run. I think they're going to, I think they're going to blitz a lot is what I think they're going to do. Um, they did play the Ravens in Miami last year and beat them. They did, they, they did kind of shut them down and take over. That was a primetime game, I believe. And so, but that's kind of what I'm looking at is, Really, the offensive line, and you, you got you guys got to remember, Dolphins fans. I think most Dolphins fans are kind of we're kind of shell shocked right now because you have to remember at the end of Week One last year, we had a pretty good showing and beat the New England Patriots. But you know what happened the next seven games? We, we lost, lost every one of them. <laughs> we lost every one of them. So we're kind of <laughs> shell shocked, and I want to see. Okay, yes, the defense played good Week One. Can they do it again? You know, can, can they show up again? Can um, And that offensive line just has me scared because, you know, Tua, Tua um, is, yeah, poor guy shouldn't have to run for his life. And that might be what, what happens. It's, it happened quite a bit last, you know, last year. And I, I just hope it's not going to happen again. So yeah. those are kind of what I'm keeping an eye on. And, and um, I think my prediction is I do believe the Dolphins – are going to beat the Ravens. And the reason why is because I do think that their defense can step up. I do think that their defense will be able to stop the run. Will pretty similar to the way the Jets did, but I believe that the Dolphins offense is quite a bit better than the Jets offense. <laughs> I think, oh, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We got Tyree Kill, sure. baby. We're sure. we're going to we're going to blow that defense, the Ravens defense up. I really believe that with Tyreek Hill, whether, you know, I would like to see him go over the top of the defense, but that offensive line has to step up to do that. You know what I'm saying? And hold them long enough for Tua to be able to get the ball out. So I I, I give the edge, in my opinion, uh, in this game, I give the edge to the Dolphins. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a defensive game, but I do give the edge to the Dolphins. Sound good? Yeah, I think the Dolphins will be able to score enough points to win. I think so. Right, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, and this, but this is a good matchup because both teams coming off of uh, week one wins, uh, fairly close, you know, uh, in talent-wise. 
I think right. pretty evenly. Uh, Jackson's a better quarterback than Tua right now, but right. Tua's got better weapons. So yeah, we, that that's that's what I was saying. Was um, that's kind of my point. You're exactly yeah. right. You're exactly right. So yeah. I think that that's, that's going to be a good game. I'll, I'll be watching that one for sure. Right. Exactly. Me too. Me too. All right. What about the Pats Stillers, Brandon? What do you got, Pat Stillers? Uh, well, the major thing I want to see is can New England have a bounce back game this week? Because like I was kind of telling you earlier this week, Dan, uh, I feel like this is make it or break it for New England, at, at least for the first four games. I feel like if we have any chance of winning e- any of these four games, it's probably going to be against Pittsburgh this week, especially with TJ Watt out. And, uh, you know, I feel like if we can't pull it off against the Steelers, we got a pretty good chance of going on for starting the season. So, right. I'm kind of interested in seeing what New England does this week. So, I saw an interesting stat because uh, I'm paying attention to Cincinnati this week, but they played Pittsburgh last week. Uh, Cincinnati held Pittsburgh to under 100 yards rushing. I thought right. that was a surprising stat. I really expected um, Nazi Harris got hurt. Uh, that's okay. that's yeah, where that, that that's where sense. that's what helps that stat a whole lot. Yeah. That's Nazi, I mean, that's Nazi Harris got good. hurt. He and that that's that's a good point for this game. He is hurt. It sounds like he's going to be able to play, but instead of using him as that every down back, they're going to have to split time with him because he's you know he's injured, so they're going to have to rotate him out, which really hurts me in fantasy. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that should be a good cool. game as well. So you do think the Pats will be able to pull it off? Yeah, yeah. I got New England uh, edging out uh, Pittsburgh by at least three. I'm not going to go a touchdown because, you know, I still got iffy questions about our offense, especially. Well, they, they, we they don't have T.J. Watt, but they still got Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they still got Mika. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that boy's a beast. So. so. Yeah, I mean. He Mac, had a great game too, by the way. Yeah, he I mean, had a great Mac game. is the one that I'm least worried about, but I'm worried about our offensive line. And, you know, it's, I feel like, and I've been saying this all week long, I'm not sure if I mentioned it to you two or not, but Kendrick Bourne has got to get involved. Kendrick Bourne, I don't give a fuck what the fuck's going on over there. I don't care about stupid-ass Bill Belichick's big-ass ego he got sitting on his shoulder. Get Kendrick Bourne the fuck out there and play his ass because without him, I feel like we're gonna have another L on our hands. Yeah. He has got to get involved. He definitely needs to get more involved. I totally agree. How how the hell does he only have two snaps out of the whole game last week? Yeah, that made crazy. no sense to me. Yeah, and and he didn't show up on the injury report. Nothing. Yeah. You know, so I, I don't. No. I don't know. All right, let's keep moving. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Um. Jets Browns, Jets Browns. That's me. I'm wanting to see the this Jets young defense. You know, uh, um, can they disrupt Jacoby Brissett? Can they force him? We all know Jacoby Brissett can make some bad decisions, right? Especially when he's rough. He's a statue. He can't move. He can't get away. So can they get to the quarterback? Can they get some pass rush? That's what I want to see from this young up and coming defense. Um, but on the other side of the ball, I'm not so excited about watching Joe Flacco. <laughs> it's kind of sucks that right. I, that this is the game that I have to report on because that means I got to watch Flacco, dude. Can I just like <laughs> fast forward it through the when, right. when the Jets got the ball and just watch the defensive plays? That would be and watch it at triple speed or double speed or something. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so basically, I mean, my take on this game is, is 
can the defense win them the game? One. And can Joe Flacco not mess shit up and lose them the game? That's, that's, the question. that's my take. Yeah, that, that's my take on it. I do have the Jets to win. Um, like I said, I will not be predicting a Browns win this season just for personal reasons. So well, the Jets will win this game. Surprisingly, we've had two ties in week one. This could be a potential third tie. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I think it's pretty even conditions here. Both defensive heavy teams. <laughs> right, well, exactly. Dad. Yeah, I mean, the Browns has – the Browns – have a really good – their defense is good. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, and and, yeah. and yeah, Joe Flacco is not good. So, there you go. Well, Dad, what uh, do you got, Brandon? I, I told you uh, I would not ever root for the Browns, which I'm not going to be rooting for them this week. I'm going to be rooting for the Jets for, like, once in my lifetime. <laughs> but uh, I do feel like the Browns are going to pull this one off, unfortunately. Okay. I, I told you that I, think I felt like – yeah, I, I told you, I felt like if Joe Flacco had one win in him, it was going to be last week, revenge game against the Ravens. That did not happen. They, they, he absolutely sucked, and they got blown the shit out of. But I feel like the Browns are going to do pre- – I, I don't feel like it's going to be a blowout game. I feel like it's going to be close, like Rich said. But I, okay. I got the Browns winning by at least seven. So All right, cool. Uh, Brandon, keep talking. You are up with the Washington Lions. At one o'clock. Yeah, this game's gonna be interesting. Washington's defense looked really good last week, I felt like, but again, it was against a shitty ass Jaguars, you know. So I feel like you know, I feel like this week they're not gonna be as good, especially since they don't have Chase Young. And I feel like Jared Goff, uh, I don't know how well he did last week against the Philadelphia Eagles, but I'm gonna say he did pretty damn well to keep them in that game. So I feel like he's going to potentially have another good game against Washington, and I have the Lions winning this game. So. Okay, cool. I would pick the, predict the Lions to win it too. Uh, it, can Carson Wentz have two respectable games in a row? We'll see. Right. Yeah. Okay. If he does, I mean. I mean, could, respectable – it was a very Carson Wentz game. It was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we had turnovers. He yeah. did good. He did really good, but turned the ball over a lot, made really dumb decisions a lot, yeah. um, but got a lot of yardage. So yeah. there you go. There you go. Uh, I. The only reason why I'm excited to watch this game is what I said earlier. I want. I want to see if the Lions can throw up a 40 burger. That's what I want to see. Yeah. Was it a fluke that they scored so many points last week? Or is that what their offense is going to be this year? Their offense is their offense going to be like, okay, I don't know if you all are going to win. I don't know if we're going to win, but you better be able to score some damn points and just start start throwing points up on the board. Yeah. That's and that's what I want to see. I think Washington's defense is pretty good. And so this is going to be a pretty good test for them. This is going to be a pretty good test. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I'm looking for the the common the common uh, opponent between uh, Philadelphia and Washington. I think uh, that'll tell us about all three of those teams. Right. Right. Exactly. We'll for that. Exactly. So next we got the Panthers. The last one o'clock game for us is the Panthers and the Giants. Um, I'm gonna keep my eye. I'm going to keep my eyes on where I think everybody in the nation's eyes are going to be. And that's Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. How cool is that? You know what I'm saying? I do not understand what's going on with the Panthers 
why Christian McCaffrey did not play as much as he did. Why did they get him on the sidelines? I was thinking, oh, shit, it's week one and he's already hurt. He's not on an injury reports. They're not announcing he's hurt. You know what I'm saying? So if he's healthy and the coach is purposely holding him back and trying to save him for later in the season, well, I got news for you, you fellas. You got Baker Mayfield. The only way Baker Mayfield is going to win is if Christian McCaffrey is on the field. You see what I'm saying? Baker Mayfield's success out of the Browns was because the Browns had the best running game in the league. You see what I'm saying? And and that's the reason why he took him to the playoffs. That's the reason why he won a playoff game. And and that's just – that's the way it is. You have to have Christian McCaffrey playing if you want to win some games in Carolina. So this, to me, has the potential of a really cool game with two great running backs. You know what I'm saying? It's going to come down to what defense can stop the run. That's what it's going to come down to. Doesn't that sound very similar to last week? Isn't that the exact same thing we said about King Henry last week? And what defense is going to be able to stop the run? Well, and the Giants this the thing. stepped up and stopped the run. So there you well, go. Well, this is the thing to me. Okay, real quick. Uh, I'm just going to point this out now. It results back to what I kind of said back when we was looking at the power rankings and when we was talking about the New York Giants and the news from the East. Um, they were able to stop the best running back in a game to 58 yards last week. Right. Christian exactly. McCaffrey is not half as good as Derrick Henry. I think right. we'd all agree in that. There's no way that Christian McCaffrey is going to have that good of yardage unless New York's defense just decided to be good for one week and then decides to be shit this week. I don't see Christian McCaffrey getting a handful of yards. Uh, I think they are going to limit him. Again, I think I think uh, Matt Rule has this kind of weird thought in his head that, oh, we're going to make the playoffs with a quarterback that shit without a running game because, right. you know, Baker Mayfield without that running game and, and, and the, you know, Cleveland, he was dog shit. Right. And, yeah. it, you know, I, I think he has this weird thought that he's going to keep on setting Christian McCaffrey and then they're somehow going to make the playoffs and he's trying to keep him healthy, which right. I get that. But at the same time, you can't do that. And I have the Carolina Panthers taking another L here this week. Yeah, I I do too. I do too. In my opinion, the Carolina Panthers are going to be as good as Christian McCaffrey is. I tell you what, Christian McCaffrey won't won't be able to take any of those hits like uh, Derrick Henry did last week. Yeah, (laughs) They get some clean hits on him. Derrick Henry got punched in the mouth. He got got roughed up pretty hard. Right, exactly. uh, So I do have the Giants. I have the Giants winning this game at home. Um, give the win to the G-Men. Yeah. All right. The last three games, um, Rich, are all your games. 425, your Cowboys are at home uh, playing the Bengals. What you got? Yeah. Well, the good thing about this game is uh, 90% of America gets to see it. <laughs> it's going to be the game of the week on CBS, and it's going to be broadcast everywhere. So uh, uh, it. You get there's that, <laughs> right? Um, Dallas could be, you know Dallas could really be in trouble. That point spread is seven and a half points now. Cincinnati's up uh, up on him. Um, you know, you know we have Cooper Rush, our backup quarterback. Uh, we didn't look good at all last week. I think our offensive line is uh, stabilizing, especially if uh, <coughs> Jason Peters will play this week, which I don't know. They have not said that they will. That he will, but um, even if he doesn't, their offensive line didn't look terrible last week. I mean, they didn't. They 
you know, being what it was, losing a starter in the first drive, and still hold. They, I think they held up okay, good enough, good enough to. Uh, they could have won the game if they had wide receivers, which is the the problem. Right. Um, exactly. Yeah. So I, Cincinnati should honestly they they they're going to come in. They're coming off of a loss, uh, but our defense is going to get after Cincinnati. We're going to get after Joe Burrows. We're going to put him on the ground. I think. I. I he, uh, <laughs> Uh, Joe Burrows got sacked four or five times last week. I think that'll right. probably be a repeat of that. Uh, Cowboys have to turn them over, you know, otherwise they're just going to get ran out of the stadium. <laughs> so, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, they they do need their defense to step up. Luckily, the Cowboys have a good enough defense to yep. step up. So right. they're going to need them over this stretch without Dak. They're going to need them to win them a couple games. Yep. Yeah, and this one, you know, if Dallas wins this one, it'll definitely be a steal for them. But I wouldn't put any money on Dallas winning it. Uh, this is a game that you know Dallas can try to try to win the next two games and let this one go. Try to just try to come out of it healthy. Right. Exactly. Um, All right. So the beginning the the first Monday night game, seven fifteen p.m. Titans Bills. Well, the Titans didn't look impressive at all last week, you know, at all. Uh, right. letting letting the Giants uh, take them out. Uh, the Bills did look impressive. They did look like the number one spot on the power rankings. Uh, I look for them to just come in and roll Tennessee. So, okay. yeah. But, uh, yeah and, and it's it's at home. The Bills are at home. Right. Their yeah. first home game of the yeah. season. They've had a long, almost two weeks off, really, because they had the, thir- the first Thursday night game. Right. So, so they'll... The, and they don't play till Monday night. Yeah, it's like eleven day rest period there. So uh, uh, I don't expect too much to change. They're one hundred percent healthy. I think they're just going to roll. Do you think that Von Miller was a the old Von Miller? Do you think that was a flash in the pan, flash in the skillet, or you know, or do you think it's here to stay? Do you think he's going to play like that consistently? I mean, he's definitely going to be a problem. He's going to be he's going to be a problem for anybody who plays against him, but. Uh, um, Tennessee might, you know, the, I don't expect Von Miller to have two or three sacks every game. <laughs> right, exactly. If he does, he's going to be defensive player of the year. But, but uh, he'll have breakout games like that, or you know, uh, games where he shows out. But right, uh, I, I just I, to me it has. I just I, I don't get me wrong. I know Von Miller is a beast. He's one of the. He's a Pro Bowler. He's a Hall of Famer. He's an amazing guy. He's he's awesome. He's getting older, and I don't think that he's going to be able to bring that week to week. And I think that he could bring it week to week, but then he's going to get hurt and be out big chunks of the season. So, and that's what I don't want to see. That's what I. That's I would rather him play him in big spots. You know, saying, "Hey, we need a Von Miller game." You know what I'm saying? And just hold them back and rotate them, rotate them out. Yeah, that would, that's what I would do. If I, was, if I, I think Tennessee's a good time to rotate them out because yeah. they don't have very good. I, I think without Von Miller, they're going to be able to disrupt Ryan Tannehill. So at, at least be able to complement their high scoring offense. That is a high powered yeah. offense, unlike yeah, Philadelphia. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Philadelphia is not high powered. They they can score, but <laughs> they're they're just not. Philadelphia's not a high powered offense. Not, they don't scare me. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the uh, we have it. We have the eight thirty game Vikings Eagles. Here's the here's the Eagles. Uh, I think the Vikings is going to be a pretty good challenge for them. Vikings, the Vikings played oh, really good so. coming out the gate. Uh, they Vikings handed it to uh, Green Bay. 
I mean, they handed it to him offensively and defensively. Kirk Cousins looked great. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Well, I was going to say Vikings do have some weapons. They do have some weapons. I don't. I uh, I look for Justin Jefferson to uh, go off on Philadelphia. I don't think Darius Darius Slay cannot guard him. (laughs) I I totally agree. I'm willing to. Go ahead and throw out the prediction. This is going to be the highest scoring game. The Eagles will be involved in the highest scoring game again, just like they were in week one. It'll be week two. This will be a high scoring game. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I see that. That's a hot well, take. Yeah. I, I think it I think it'd be a lot of points. The thing is, Vikings defense is a little better, but I don't think they're going to be able to stop the Eagles. Uh they uh, they handled they handled Aaron Rodgers last week. So Aaron Rodgers and nobody. If you if yeah. if you took Aaron Rodgers and give him AJ Brown and give him Smith and give him those weapons, it, it would have been they wouldn't right. have shut. They well, uh, Devontae Smith wasn't a factor last week. He literally I, had zero catches on I, four. I, I understand that, but it's because they were smothering Smith, and that's why Brown had such a good you know had, a, had which is fine because maybe you know that's how I, if that was my team, I'd want him to pick your poison. Right. right exactly. You want to take out AJ Brown? Go ahead and take him out. We got Smith. Well, we'll I, I'm, Smith. I mean, if it's if it's my defense, I'm smothering Brown, and Smith's going to have to show me something. Yeah, you know I just I mean, he's a second year guy. He's a second year guy, yeah. and and I just I cover him one on one every play. Although I'd want him to get some catches so you can put some hits on him because he's so small. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Maybe maybe hurt. Uh, so what do you got? Good. What do you got in this game? Who do you you got? You got I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be two high scoring teams. I can see this game going like twenty four to ten. <laughs> Okay. I think I think Minnesota's gonna gonna roll them. Gonna roll them. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I don't have cool, Minnesota cool, rolling cool. them, but I do have Minnesota winning by at least okay. a touchdown. Yeah. All right. I, I I gotta say Minnesota looked really impressive. They got a you know, they have a, a new head coach as well, a rookie yeah. head coach. Um so they're you know, they might have yeah, eliminated they, some of their problems from last year. But yeah, I, I think they I think they looked really good week one. I think they're going to go into Philly, and you are going to see the Eagles fly, baby, fly, is what you're going to see. The Eagles are going to swarm. There you go. Uh, I'd like to see Jalen Rager get a touchdown. That would be sweet. So, <laughs> Could you imagine against his old team? Right, which, by the way, I think they're going to use him for kick returns, which is something he refused to do at Philadelphia. Right, exactly. So he did not want to do kick returns to special teams. So. Exactly, exactly. But, you know, you get traded, you get humbled. You know, all right. That is games of the week, y'all. Games of the week. They're all going to be good. Yeah, I think that I think they're all going to be some good games. I'm I'm really looking forward to week two. And um, yeah, yeah, I I really think it's going to be it's going to be pretty cool. Over, I don't know if you guys know that. Well, I know you guys know this, but everybody, I don't know if you all know this. Over on our Facebook group. We do, uh, uh, Brandon, NFL boy Brandon runs that Facebook group for us and he admins it and he puts up a question of the week. So every week on Tuesday, uh, he's going to put up a different question um, concerning the, the you know, something in the NFL. It could be anything, doesn't necessarily have to be about the East. Like this week, we had a question of the week. So go ahead, Brandon, with the segment of a question of the week. Uh, the question of the week this week was what team had the best performance in your opinions? And so the best performance of the week uh, by team. 
That's and and what we'll do in different questions week to week, we'll split that up. The best running back, who had the best, who was the best running back this week, or wide receiver, yeah. quarterback play this week, stuff like that. But overall team, who was the best this week? I, I, my personal opinion was uh, I put on there that it came down to Kansas City and, and the Bills. I think yeah. Kansas City and the Bills looked a step better than everybody else in the league. By I think so too. Um, yeah. It's it's impossible for both of them to go to the Super Bowl, but if they're going to play like that all year and everybody else is going to play as crappy as they did week one, they should allow two AFC teams to go to the Super Bowl because right. it was by far <laughs> the two best teams. In the hey, league. I tell you and what, of that, it's going to be one of those teams are not going to the Super Bowl. So yeah, right, exactly, and that's that's yeah. like what really? Yeah, um, so clearly the two best teams in the NFL, right? right. So I picked. It was hard. It was a it was a tough decision, but I went ahead and picked the Buffalo Bills. I believe had the the um, the best performance of the week. What about you, Rich? Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Agree with you 100 on that. Uh, Kansas City and Buffalo showed that they're the elite teams in the NFL at this point. Um, I gave the edge to Buffalo as well, just because. Everything they did was outstanding. Right, so exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Brendan, did we have anybody respond to it or did I don't think a lot of people knew about it? Hopefully they'll see this video. Now they'll know. Yeah. And we'll start um, we did have somebody respond to it. Yes, we had really Rebecca. Cool. We had Rebecca okay. respond to it. She said it's between the Ravens, Chiefs, and the Bills for her. Ravens, Chiefs, and the Bills. The Ravens played like crap. Chiefs played really good. And the Bills played really good. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I see what she's saying. I see what yeah. she's saying. Um, I don't know who the hell she picked because that's all she wrote. She never fully gave her answer 100%. Nope. Okay, but, maybe, um, she's, maybe she's the woman that cannot choose. She refuses to back herself into a corner. She's Yeah. She- <laughs> <laughs> but uh, go, I, I'm sticking on the train and going Buffalo Bills with you guys. Okay. I think the yeah. Bills yeah. – I think it was kind of um, obvious. You know, they, they came out – Absolutely steamed rolled the shit out of the Rams on their opening day game. They were coming off a Super Bowl hype, you know, um, and all that. And I believe it was three or four times during the uh, that game I said that the Bills look really scary, and I'm kind of scared to play them two times in one year. They're going to um, come down. They're going to come down. But yeah. uh, right now, they do. Rich, I got the Bills. So. All right, cool. Sounds good. So everybody, just make sure you go to our Facebook group, um, NFL East Facebook group. There will be the question of the week. We will do that every week. So be looking out for that. Um, Go over to Facebook. Join our group. Podbeam. Go to Podbeam. Download the Podbeam app, NFL East podcast. You need to check us out there. For the audio versions of this, you can, um, of course, get the videos at YouTube at NFL East and follow us on Twitter at East NFL. That is NFL boy Brandon. He's rich. I'm Mr. McDolphin. Until next week. Peace.